Hi, it's Karen here. And before we begin, I want to answer a quick question I receive often. How do I eat healthy when on the go? Now, I believe that I thrive with stage four cancer largely because of my healthy lifestyle and always look for ways to make clean eating simple. One option I love is Daily Harvest. I get chef-crafted, wholesome foods that are in and out of the freezer delivered right to my door. My personal favorite is the Brussels Pod Thai Harvest Bowl. From smoothies and superfood lattes to harvest bowls and delicious desserts, Daily Harvest has it all. Choose healthy and convenient today and get $25 off your first order with the promo code PRETTYWELLNESS at checkout. Go to daily-harvest.com. Let's begin. I want to welcome you to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book, Happiness Through Hardship, a guide for cancer patients and caregivers that shares the same name as this podcast. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me. Success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes. And if you like this episode, please check out the others and do me a favor. Rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. And now for this episode. This episode, I am just going raw. I am going to share my thoughts about having hope, how I do it. And by the way, this is what works for me. This doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be the answer that works for you. But what I tell people over and over again, hopefully, the reason why I'm sharing my story and so many other people share their stories and their thoughts and their suggestions is so that other people can try it and maybe it works or maybe it will lead them down a direction of something that does work for them, whether it is what we said or not. So um, I want to start out by saying I actually, right now I feel like I'm kind of in a rut. I don't know. I think many people really in life go through all sorts of things, whether it's job related or personally related. Uh, this happens to, I'd say probably kick off with my health because for the last year, as for those of you that follow me on Pretty Wellness on Instagram, probably know that my tumor markers have been going up and down for seven years with stage four disease. Even when some things would light up on various scans and then we'd have some treatment, in this case it was SBRT radiation therapy, to zap those cancer spots, the tumor markers did not go up and down. One of them did a little, but the other one, the CA2729, for those of you uh, that know breast cancer, these tumor markers a year ago started going up by 10 points, then by 20 points, and they continually for the last year have been going up. 
Now, for many people, they don't actually do tumor markers. There are oncologists that don't believe they're very helpful. And in this case, look, my recent scans from a month ago are showing, yes, we, we see what looks like some disease, so I can't say I'm no evidence of disease or NED, if you ever hear that acronym. But there's what looks to be cancer, but albeit very similar to the way it was for the scans before that and the scans before that. So having my tumor markers elevate in the, in the last year, you know, we don't know what to make of it. I do feel very comfortable it's comfortable, the right word. I am very grateful to my medical team. I have brilliant doctors and nurses and techs and people that are involved. And so we make, we have these conversations together. I will also say that I've started to draw in some other people on that team that I haven't talked to as much in the last few years to get their take on what this means. Because by the way, this scares me. And I know that I smile a lot and I look for positivity and I wish on pennies and that is all true. That's me. That is what helps me put one foot in front of the other. But that doesn't mean I'm not scared and it doesn't mean, I mean, I'll tell you I'm okay. I am okay. I'm going to be okay. But what does okay mean, right? I, I have been really stressed. I have been really blah. I have been... It's like a little bit of a cloud over my head. Now, by the way, I'm pretty good. Hopefully, if you follow me, you know that I'm pretty good at seeing the silver lining and seeing the ha the glass half fill full. But I also want to tell you, this is me. Like, for whatever hardship you may be going through, whether you're coming to listen to me because you have cancer or somebody you know has cancer or you're just going through a hardship in life, I said it a lot lately. It is okay not to be okay. I just like to do something about it. And that gives me hope. And that's the place that I like to sit in. And so if you ask me how I find hope, there are a few different ways. And, and the, the first really is through my medical and holistic team. I recognize that no matter how much I Google, and there is a chapter in my book, Happiness Through Hardship, that is called Google is Not Your Doctor. No matter how much I Google, I still cannot understand the magnitude of the information I'm reading like my doctor can. And so I know it's easy to search on the internet. And if you really feel compelled to do so, I will tell you, Try and get somebody else to do it for you. I will say when I was first diagnosed with the stage four, I had my childhood neighbor, Leanne, who lived in France at the time, scouring the internet with me and looking up things because when she found things that were scary, it was different than when I found things and that were scary. And we kind of had a blast too because it was oftentimes like two or three in the morning my time. So I was like giddy. I couldn't clearly sleep, but it was the morning for her in France. So that is something that I'm incredibly grateful for. Kind of made it a little fun or funny while we were trying to find information that would help give me hope. Now, if you know my story, that, that story in itself, that's where I jumped into wellness and understanding that there are things that I could do for myself that would help me, if nothing else, feel better. And I do believe that my eight years with stage four, that I'm faring well on the most part with the side effects. Do I have side effects? Absolutely. Am I in pain sometimes? Yes. Am I really fatigued sometimes? Yes. Is my immunity low? Yes. 
Oh, there are all sorts of other, is my weight gaining? Oh yeah, it, it is a little bit, but after eight years of being in menopause, it's only been a few pounds. And so again, this is my experience, but I share this with you knowing that what has helped me have hope was, like I said, knowing that I've got a good medical team of people that I can draw upon, but also knowing that in this instance, I'm telling you, wellness opened up doors for me that gave me so much hope that maybe my cancer, I was going to do better with it, but also I was going to feel a little better. And so I encourage you, even though if you're going through something really tough, I think a lot of times we want to be comforted, which could be like being in bed with the blanket over our heads, or it could be, you know, eating comfort foods. And, you know, again, I'm telling you what worked for me and what I've seen work for so many other people is spending a little bit of time trying to focus on foods and activities that make you feel better, that physically and oftentimes mentally make you feel better. If you don't love the gym, go take walks and take walks outside. I can't tell you how many times on this podcast if you're new to me. And if you're not, you've probably heard it. Guests that I interview, whatever hardship they're talking about or expertise they're talking about, they will talk about how getting outdoors, it's like a change of scenery, a change of energy, it really can help you mentally and physically feel a little better. And then, of course, there's exercise. We know that there's so many studies are proven that exercise is oftentimes, not always, but I want to say oftentimes can be that magic pill. Now, granted, I, I use that analogy and I'm kind of rolling my eyes at myself because I don't think there really is one magic pill out there. There are a lot of elements that can help somebody heal, whatever that healing may be. For some people, it's completely science and it's medication. And I believe that my cancer has stayed largely at bay for eight years because of the medication that I'm on. But I also, I should say, and I also believe that there are so many holistic practices that can help us. I did acupuncture for a while and that really did help me with some of the achiness that I was feeling. And so I definitely am a huge proponent of acupuncture, but there's so many other things out there from Reiki to massage therapy to mindfulness practices. And I think most of you know, if you've listened here on Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast, I play the grateful game, which is my family's gratitude practice to close out each episode. And so I have found that mindfulness practices, which could be yoga, have worked well for me. And so I, I put this in that big bucket of when we're talking about having hope and healing is finding a way to take care of yourself. And while I wanted someone to tell me what to do and how to do it, I really learned that what's different for you, what works for me might work differently for somebody else. And so while I love drinking warm water and lemon in the morning and a green juice after, I also know sometimes it takes a lot of time to make the green juice or a lot of money to buy it. So maybe I'll get it from the store. I, sometimes we just make decisions on what works for us in the time being. And I say that because I used to be very um, habitual about every day, hot water and lemon. And an hour later, I have my green juice. I'd make it from home. It really tastes the best. 
and you probably have the 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 best nutrients. Is that the way I want to say it? You, you say the most active nutrients when you drink it right away. Or going to a juice bar, which they're not terribly expensive, but can be expensive. And I wanted to do more of that. And I didn't want to incur the expense as much as going every day. So I bought Suja juice, green juice. And and lately I've been trying to get back into my drinking juice every day. And I've gone there. My point, again, I keep saying this, is like you got to figure out what works for you. Now, I think just like I was talking about having a strong medical team that can help provide hope, it literally in terms of hopefully a good outcome for whatever it is that you are healing from or struggling with. And that medical team, like we're not just talking cancer here. If you're going through something really tough at, at work, it could be, your team of people could be an executive coach. It could be a therapist. It could be a social worker. It could be a mentor. It could be, I mean, you name it. We all go, many of us have gone through hardship at work and, and know that I've had been so lucky to have so many mentors that have helped me with that. You know, I, I, I also want to say that just in life, having a strong support system outside of your office, outside of your school, just the people that you spend a lot of time with, or I will also say the people that you listen to a lot. And that could be podcasts like mine. That could be audiobooks. That could be what you are looking at on your phone. Do you look at the news a lot? And what news do you watch? Are you watching TV or YouTube? Or what are you consuming in and around you? Not just the people. But when it comes to having hope, I told my friends and family that what I wanted to hear from them after my diagnosis was success stories. I wanted to know, they could just send me, if they heard something, a success story, I don't care how random it was. Of course, for me, that was related to stage four cancer. That gave me hope, knowing that there were other people out there that went through something somewhat similar. And that was huge. If you've ever heard of the, she started out as a cancer author and document, documentarian, would that be the word? Chris Carr, she wrote Crazy Sexy Cancer as her brand and these Crazy Sexy books are her books. And when someone gave those to me for a gift, Chris Carr's not my friend, but it sure felt like it because her style I really connected with and it was really positive and it was what I needed. Now, I'll tell you, maybe she's not for everybody. There were a few books that I read after my first diagnosis back in 2004. One in particular, I did not relate to the woman and some of her thoughts about going through the surgeries that we have to go through. And so that was not the support I necessarily needed. And hey, I found it out and I found it another way. But having those people around you that can provide what you think you need. You don't always know what you need, right? But also shutting down. I don't mean like shutting down people, like being mean to them, but maybe closing your circle. When I had my hysterectomy a few years ago, I knew I'd be tired. I love to be out and about and be social. And this was before COVID time. So you know, people were connected, but now I think people, there's always a way to zoom into something and, and it wasn't so much then. So I chose with my surgery before that I was going to kind of keep my circle really small so that I 
just was connecting to a few people. I know that there's plenty of people that would have been really supportive, but I think at the time I really just wanted to rest. And, you know, because I'm a conversationalist, I do love talking to people and that would zap some of my energy. So, you know, again, support system is key in any avenue of your life. I think that proves time and time again. And by the way, I did an episode, I've done a number of episodes with doctors here, whether some related to cancer and some not. And the book Anti-Cancer Living by Dr. Lorenzo Cohen and Allison Jeffries, they were amazing. They were on the podcast. I loved talking to them. I really do consider that book to be a wonderful resource for people when they're touched with cancer because it talks about, they call it the mix of six. And in this mix of six, part of it, you know, even before the changing the diet and the exercising more and, and, and all of those very useful modalities for healing is finding a good support system. And in on that, I think, you know, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about hope or I'm, I should say I'm talking about hope, but hopefully you are in your car or walking or out listening to me and, and, and feeling a part of this conversation. And one thing I, I have thought a lot about in the, uh, 17 years that I've been touched with cancer and the eight years was stage four is about asking for help. And I think that is whatever hardship that you get touched by, hit with, however you want to coin it. Asking for help can be so freeing and stressful a little bit when I ask for help. And then people ask me questions because they need to a little bit of clarification about what I need and how I need it. Then I start to kind of call it trigger those old feelings of like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to ask anybody for a favor. I don't want uh, to, to make anybody take so, so much out of their time to help me. Like, yes, I've felt that before. But when you are feeling down physically, mentally, asking somebody to help, if, if it's somebody who really truly cares about you, they want to help. I can't tell you how shocked my, shocked my friends were this past summer when I went through radiation and they asked me several times what they could do. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, like I'm good. I've got Kevin, we're good. And then I actually came back a few weeks later and I said, actually, I could use your help and this is what I would like. And I think they almost felt bad. And I, I was like, please don't feel bad. I've told you a million times I don't need help, but now I could use it. And it was so powerful for me to not have to think. In this case, it was a meal train, a small meal train for a few weeks. And, you know, I know a lot of people think to do that. And then a lot of people shut it down too. And they're like, no, 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 I don't need that because I'm so picky. I'm so this. And by the way, my family's really picky between my son's peanut allergy. My husband's now is vegetarian. I was largely vegan for a while and I want to eat healthy. So there's certain places I don't want to go. And, you know, again, throw in the nut allergies there. But they figured it out and it was so, I'm going to like totally cry. It was so helpful for me. And so I say this to you because no matter what you're going through in life, you probably, I don't know, maybe you do want to say help. So I don't want to say you probably don't want to, but asking for help can be huge. Even reaching out to somebody and saying, I don't know what I need, but I just think I need you right now. That can be huge and that can be helpful. And I think when going through a hard time, at least for me, just knowing that somebody cares that they love you 
can be really, really helpful. Now, I I guess I want to say last, but certainly not least, as you're listening to this, you probably have several other ideas of things that can work for you. And so please, I, I would encourage you to, I've got show notes at the end of each episode. They're also on prettywellness.com to please come and comment or on my social media and add to it. Because what I love is that we've here created the platform, but when you comment and when you share your life, even on the pretty wellness or happiness through hardship platforms, other people see that too. And so it's not just my words or those I interview their words, it's yours too. And so I would, I would love for you to connect with, with us there. Uh, but my last but not least, what I was saying is it's so me if you've known me forever. It's just, and now I'm, why am I tearing up at this? I don't know. I think, like I said, I'm just, I've been really, um, I'm usually just always, always wanting to be walking on sunshine. You know, that is my theme song, Katrina and the Waves. And I, I just love to see the joy in what's all around me. And it's just been hard. I think the last, my last week's tumor markers really just got me scared. And I share this with you, not please don't feel sorry for me. Please, please don't because I don't want that. I just want you to understand that we all, everybody's got something. And knowing that there are all sorts of ways to try and figure out how to take care of yourself. And I encourage you to do that because there is hope. And so for me, when I'm trying to like put one foot in front of the other, as I say, find a little joy during whatever hardship that might be is about finding, is about the little things, is about doing something small. Now, last night, my husband's a little bit under the weather, uh, not feeling great. It was a rainy day. So we decided to watch a movie. By the way, I really love movies. So it could be a sunny day out. Maybe I just want to cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. But just to draw you into like the scene, he was just really tired. I was kind of tired. It was gloomy out. And like I said, I've been feeling kind of like blah. And so, so often my answer to that for the moment is to watch a stupid movie. Please don't judge. Please embrace or don't embrace and know that like I love silly and stupid. So we watched this movie. It's called Dirty Grandpa. It's with Robert De Niro, who's so good and so funny, and Zac Efron. Now, by the way, I worked for Disney and ESPN um, during the height of the high school musical stuff. So Zac Efron is kind of always that high school musical guy to me. Uh, but I know he's done so much more, and he's very talented. So it's just, it's a ridiculously stupid movie that was hilarious. And by the way, I was like crying, almost peeing in my pants. It was so funny. That's why I've always loved Adam Sandler because I mean, his movies, many of them are not award-winning, but Big Daddy was one of my favorites, still makes me laugh. There's just so many silly lines. I've talked about on the podcast before how much I've loved Friends. That's a different type of humor, but still like sitcoms are so funny to me. So you know, take some time or not, write a quick list, whatever makes it easy for you and come up with a list of things that like when you're down that you want to go do. I have a childhood friend who used to say she'd go to a Hallmark, you know, like a card store back in the day, or now you could just go to a grocery store 
and go to the go look at cards to buy and send to people. Like she might have been the one who was feeling down in the dumps, but sometimes when you do something to somebody else, right, you feel good. And then you're reading these cards that are really stupid and funny and you're laughing. So like what other little things in your life? I talk about, you know, sometimes mine fill a few of the buckets that we've talked about, like meeting with a friend. Hey, that's a support system. Taking a walk. I'm getting exercise. I'm outside. These are things we were talking about. I was talking about earlier. And I love to do it. I love the beach. The beach brings so much joy to me. I love to close my eyes and listen to the sounds. And it really is one place. As much as I always have so many things going on in my mind, it really helps ground me and make me present. And so doing all those things kind of hits a number of the buckets that I was talking about. So, um, and, and I said last, but certainly not least, I want to leave you with, this isn't last. This is first. This is last. This is all encompassing. I really believe in research. My dear friend who I've talked about before on the podcast, who I had an episode about her after she passed away, Dr. Rebecca Timlin Scalera. She is the founder of the Cancer Couch Foundation. It is an amazing organization, a nonprofit that 100% of the proceeds go back to metastatic breast cancer research and there's an anonymous donor that matches it. So what is truly unique about this organization when it comes to cancer research, there's a lot of wonderful organizations out there that, like my dear friend Sandy, she has an amazing organization called the Breast Friends Fund where the research is going to metastatic breast cancer for Dr. Eric Weiner's labs, which was at Dana-Farber, and now he is at Smilo Cancer Center of Yale. Uh, I mean, and, and that's just the first one off the top of my mind. You know that the American Cancer Society has metastatic breast cancer research. The there, Again, I don't want to not do it. Metaviver is an amazing organization for metastatic breast cancer research as well. I am sure that you know five right now that you could say that whether it's cancer, the V Foundation for Cancer Research, who is the main charitable organization that ESPN works with, I can I, I cannot speak enough about how many amazing organizations there are out there that provide funding for research. And that is where we will find better treatments, potentially cures, for cancer. And you know, by the way, maybe whatever hardship that you're going through right now, or you know somebody going through right now, there's probably an organization that has some sort of resources that can help you or can help other people with whatever you're going through. There is a woman that I interviewed on the podcast named Roberta, who founded Infinite Strength, which is a nonprofit where all the funds go to single moms that have metastatic breast cancer and that are financially challenged. And so she has done amazing work. And again, this is breast cancer. There are many other organizations that offer mental wellness that are huge that might just have the resources. I am interviewing somebody about parenting resources for kids and technology. Totally different hardship out there than what I've been talking to and tearing up with you. 
but I am so excited for that episode because I am a parent of a teen and I am friends with a lot of parents that have kids. And that is really new to us because we grew up with technology and some pretty cool technology, but we're parenting a generation of kids that are growing up with iPads in front of them. And, and of course I say that, um, when there's so many crazy things going on in the world, I recognize that growing up with technology is definitely a, something that I'm grateful for and that not everybody has that. So again, um, there's just so, you know, there's just so many different challenges in life that we all go through. And the common themes that I think I have just said to you here is about how hope has helped me through the hardships and that there's many ways to find that hope. And again, it's different for me than it is to you, but there are resources out there to help with that. And so, um, so I guess I'm going to leave you with taking a moment to remind you about how important gratitude and mindfulness practices can be in our life when going through a hard time. I did do some guided meditations when I couldn't sleep at night with the stage four diagnosis. The, the first time I made some changes after my first cancer diagnosis, a little bit with what I ate, I stepped up my working out a little bit. And then I jumped back into my corporate life and went back to my old ways of being a workaholic and only working out on the weekends and eating baked lays and diet Dr. Peppers. You know that those were things I loved. Uh, my second second time around here with, with metastatic breast cancer, I've really tried to embrace holistic wellness, like not just exercise, not just eating well, but to find things that work for me. And meditation, I think, is just so key. Or my, I should really say mindfulness practices. Not everybody likes meditation. Not everybody likes, say, yoga. That's why, to me, the Grateful Game has been huge because each, it used to be each night before bed. As my son's gotten older, it's been a little bit of less, less, for a number of reasons. Sometimes he goes to bed after us. Uh, sometimes we do it in the car where I'll just say, let's talk about our day. What are you grateful for and why? And because we were doing it regularly, I think the key with some of these wellness practices is the um, finding habits, finding healthy habits that you can start to rely on when you need them or tools that you know that you you can use. And so we would go throughout our day and I'm not with him right now, but I'm thinking about what what's going on in my day and that I can report back to him later that what I'm grateful for and why. And so I'm going to say, because I'm sitting here doing this with you, I am, I'm literally recording this like a day before I'm going to drop it because you know, so many times in this business of media, there are things that we can plan in advance and there's things that we can't. And there is, and that's why, honestly, like you'll see me sometimes I'm super active on Instagram. And when I say super active, I'm, I'm usually pretty active most days. There's something that I'm talking about and sharing a little bit of inspiration or thoughts on something that has to do with wellness and happy, you know, happiness and health. But other days it's, um, I'm not. And hey, maybe it's because I've got a huge activity filled few days or maybe it's because I'm having a hard time and I just need a little bit of space and that's where when I go through these things I do try and share it with you in real time because I, 
I guess that's just me. I find it easier and I want you to be able to relate so that hopefully it makes your life a little bit easier. And if I was talking to you about this now and and then dropping it in months to come, hopefully you'd still be able to get something from it. But um, I say this knowing that that sometimes, and in this case, I am doing it pretty close to the to when I'm dropping it. So uh, with that being said, I want to send you out all just huge virtual hugs. I know that I've been a little bit all over the place with this conversation. That's how I am as a storyteller. I usually come back to my point, which is really what this podcast is all about. It's about finding joy during whatever journey and hardship you're going on in life. And there are going to be, I call them hiccups or obstacles or really, really bad hardships sometimes in our lives. And so I've found that having tools to help with my happiness or to help with my health have have really, truly made my life a little bit better. And so I'm, like I said, sending big hugs out to you, wishing you great happiness and health. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you could do me a favor and take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. Honestly, you leaving a review really does help us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And if you tell your friends about us because you love us, they might as well. So let us know your thoughts. Please connect with us directly. We have a ton of fun on Instagram at Pretty Wellness and would love hearing from you. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you so much happiness and great health. Bye for now.